Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. It's your boy, Kayla, and guess what? I'm doing something different this week. And what I'm doing is trying out recording the intro separately from the episode. So just me here at the moment, and I'll, of course, bring in my guest here in a second, but I'm going to go through my plugs first up top so if you like the show you can follow us on instagram and everywhere else at screen vomit one word on all the things subscribe on your podcast app if you haven't already and guess what i have a new plug which is that i have a patreon now it's a great way to support the show if you like the show um or if you hate me i guess and just want to give me money for no reason that'd be sick too And you know what? While you're at it supporting the show, leave a rating and review on your little Apple podcast or whatever thing you have to rate us on. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get to my guest for this week. So my guest has been on the podcast before earlier this year in February. um, He was on the Baby Teeth episode. He is a writer, director, filmmaker, actor. He has an incredible short called License and Registration and... He worked on films that I love, such as Relaxer and Alchemist Cookbook. He is a sob noise boy. It's Jackson Ezinga. All right, enjoy the app. I'm here with Jackson Ezinga. Hello. (laughs) So you've been on pod before. Have you done anything cool since then? What's going on with you? Oh, man. When was that? That February. um, February of Mm -hmm. this year. You are a Valentine's episode. That's the only reason I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've just kind of been working, mm-hmm. worked on a few short films, uh, some commercials, uh, a feature film. The boy's busy. You got yeah. license and registration doing fests again? Yeah. Uh, I submitted it to a few more at the beginning of this year and got into a couple more. Oh yeah. I should say license and registration, famously Jackson's incredible short film. <laughs> oh. Doing fests. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also the, the feature length script that I wrote based on the short, was accepted into a screenplay competition last month in Mammoth Lakes, California at the Mammoth Lakes Film Festival. So that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Uh, just being able to go there, let people know that I have this thing and that I want to make it. So You finished the yeah. feature-length script for it. Yes, the fifth. Are you going to be the guy it. again? Uh, I think it depends on the budget. Like, if, if I have be enough the money guy. to play a lead actor... If I have enough money to pay the lead actor, I want to do that because I want to focus on directing this time. But if it comes down to it... Come on, you got to be the guy. I I feel like, yeah, I'm open to it, but I would rather (laughs) direct somebody else. I don't know. You're so good at being the guy, though. (laughs) Well, thank you. You don't act that much, right? Do you? Um, Not really, but... Is that by choice or just by happenstance? I don't know. Um, I, I guess my real question is, do you identify with one thing more than another do you identify with like directing or writing or acting more or do you like one more I would say directing and producing more Mm -hmm. but I've kind of always been an actor by default Mm -hmm. you know because you're around made growing up and yeah and (laughs) I'm around and sometimes people say hey you want to do this I'm like yeah sure why not (laughs) and you'll work for nine (laughs) dollars an hour yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so but you have fun doing it I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't always like watching myself, mm. like when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's fun doing it. So yeah, when I get the chance, I I usually take them up on it. So. What have you acted in that you hated watching the most? <laughs> oh man. 
No, honestly, it was probably license and registration. I'm I'm serious too. What? Like, when I was I edited here. the movie too, and it was got so painful at some points. I was just like, ah, oh, why did I do this? Like, this is not good. <laughs> I guess this take is better than the other one, but uh. Mm, uh okay. And so I so see what your struggle of... is when you direct your own self is that you don't like yeah. watching your own self and you can't be impartial. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense, but. You're really good in the short. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like you got to be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm an influencer now. and um... <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Turns Kayla out. convinced Jackson to play Elliot Nelson in the feature length version. <laughs> I just feel like you got to be the guy. And that's just my opinion. <laughs> Um, but that's really sick, though. I hope that comes through for you. Thank you. And that's sick that you're, um, I don't know, doing shit with the short again. Because I really like the short. You already know that. I've told you that. But yeah. <laughs> it's just true. All right. Should we get into our movie for today? Let's get into it. Okay. You picked this movie. I did. The 2021 film Lamb. I think I need to put a spoiler alert on this one because I feel like <laughs> this is a movie that can be spoiled. Right? Uh, yeah. Not all movies really matter that much, but I think this one has a few spoils in it. So, I don't know. If you're planning on watching it and you don't want to be spoiled, this is one. Okay, so what made you pick this movie? Or what drew you to it? I like a lot of stuff that A24 puts out, which is the Mm -hmm. uh, production company behind Lamb. Right. And that's really... It. That's it. You heard A24 <laughs> and you were sold. Kind of a A24 fanboy a little bit. Hell yeah. And so I was like, oh, they have a movie called Lamb. I don't know anything about it. I, I'm a weirdo who avoids trailers. Me too. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to go into it blind, see what this is all about. You were like, hey, let's do a pod. And I said, well, let's do Lamb because I'm going to go see that soon. Hell yeah. 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 I guess I had wanted to see it anyway, too. And... It's probably about the same answer for me. <laughs> I heard A24 is coming out with a new movie. I think I'd been in the theater where the trailer played, but even then I'm really trying not to pay attention to the trailers. So I might get like a glance and get a vibe and then like look away. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I had got a glance and a vibe and uh, yeah, I saw it was A24 and it was Lamb and uh, was also sold. So, <laughs> and then I'd heard maybe through like Letterboxd review or something that it was like kind of fucked up, like something weird happened you didn't expect. Yeah. So this is like a sort of surrealist piece. And I think you and I both have, uh, I think, a particular attraction to surrealism as well. True or false? True. True. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you have to I, say it out loud. Yeah, say <laughs> Jackson was yeah, nodding. It has, it, yes. <laughs> True. Yeah, surrealist. Like that's kind of, I guess, what I was expecting. But I didn't real. I kind of, I kind of had some absurdism to it as well. I mm-hmm. feel like you think so? I'm also really into that. Yeah. Yeah, we can get to the yeah. part that I think is pretty. We'll get to <laughs> everything. I'm sure. We'll get to, yeah, everything. Okay, so yeah, let me. There's just like a little bit of cast to go through because this is an Icelandic mm-hmm. film. Most of the people aren't really people that us crazy Americans would know from anything. This is the feature debut of this director, Valdemar Johansson, which is cool to be insane on your debut feature. It does star Numi Rapace. I don't know if that's how you say it, but we're going with it. Um, She was the original girl with the dragon tattoo, the titular girl. Yes. She's also been in some other crap. She was in Prometheus. 
I never saw that movie, but a lot of people did. Um, <laughs> I know uh, my former co-host, Kali, that for a time was one of his fave movies. And now he says, what a cringe person I was that that was one of my fave movies. So <laughs> that's all I know about it. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list, but my list is hundreds of movies. Oh long, my God, so the list. If I ever get to it, then... Uh... That'd be great. Letterboxd, a blessing and a curse because you can add everything that you've ever wanted right. to watch to watch list. <laughs> I think my watch list has to be pushing a thousand, if not over at this point on yep. Letterboxd. <laughs> it's stupid as hell. I'm never going to get to these movies. <laughs> <laughs> but they're on the list. They are. When I stopped watching TV and said I'm switching to movies because my movies list just keeps growing and growing and never shrinking, I thought that there would be a shrinkage. <laughs> But it just seems it keeps growing and growing no matter what. Every day they make another movie. Yeah. Or like I find out about another one or like I watch one and I'm like, I like that. I want to watch whatever else this guy's done or whatever. Yeah. It grows and grows. What a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then for critic scores, this has 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like fairly decent. And then 70 on Google users. So the Google users, not as interested. (laughs) And then so normally we watch a trailer. However, this, like I said, is Icelandic. So that's not going to do anybody any good. Unless you're in Iceland. Yeah, unless you're in, <laughs> unless you speak Icelandic, which I don't. Do you? I do not. But would you want to, springing this on you now, read a plot summary in uh, place of trailer? Sure. Okay. I have yeah. one here. I can just copy and paste you. Okay. I'm going to paste it in the chat. Okay. In rural Iceland, a childless couple discovers a strange and unnatural newborn in their sheep barn. They decide to raise her as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. Hell yeah. Um, All right, so starting with just Icelandic film in general, I feel like Icelandic film doesn't make it here that often, right? Have you seen many Icelandic films? I wouldn't say many, but I don't think I've seen none. I think I've seen some. (laughs) I think I've only seen one that I know. We actually did one for the podcast, Either Way, which was the movie that Prince Avalanche, if you know that movie, was like a remake of the Icelandic film Either Way. And even that movie, I had to find like a deep cut like Vimeo link that had like an alternate soundtrack. So it wasn't even like the actual like cut of the movie or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just they're very hard to uh, find. They're rare, I think. Yeah. And this one of Icelandic films is the highest grossing motion picture in the history of Icelandic cinema and also is the most attended Icelandic film shown in U.S. theaters ever just on the first weekend alone those numbers based just on the first weekend so not even (laughs) it's just continuing to go up and up Um, but that's pretty insane I think that's pretty sick yeah that A24 stamp has some uh has some clout clout, I guess yeah A24 (laughs) I think it's funny because I think I, uh, A24 sort of gets a little bit of, like, it became cool, and then now there's a whole group of people who are like, A24 is not so cool anymore because it was cool, you know? But you know what? Of course. It is cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Sorry to say. But I still laugh at all of, the, all of the tweets and memes dunking on A24 fan people yeah i still laugh <laughs> it's like yeah that's probably true but but i still like it, it. still rips <laughs> sorry to say <laughs> <laughs> a 
And you know, isn't A24's whole thing is that they kind of give a boost to indie films, right? Indie weirdo yeah. films. And yeah. what could be not sick about that? That rocks. I think there's nothing not As sick. As an indie filmmaker, how do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, no, it's great. I would love for them to pick up one of my films or fund one. That'd be a dream. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. At A24 if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'll get into the actual movie. I guess most of this movie circles around this couple, a man and a woman, a straight couple, sorry to say, uh, farmers. <laughs> farmers in in rural Iceland. Is any part of Iceland not rural? I guess I don't really, I'm not familiar. Have you been? There's got to be a city or two, but I don't know. I've never been. Uh, mm, I've never been either. Well, apparently it's cheap to go. Uh, tweet, tweet, <laughs> tweet, tweet us, Iceland? tweet me. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. Okay. Um, okay and then one of the first things we also see is a family of sheep also here's something that i learned that's very stupid but i was like what is the difference between a sheep and a lamb all right who knows what the difference is and the difference is that lambs are just baby sheep so i didn't know and now we know (laughs) they're the same creature because i was like they feel the same to me but i think they're different no they're the same just in age yeah a lamb is under a year Old and sheep. then it becomes a sheep at one year. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> if there's any other dummies out there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, opens with a family of sheep celebrating Christmas. Yeah. They're listening to the radio, the midnight yeah. mass. A little ho, ho, yeah. ho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're all, they're rocking out and they're celebrating Christmas. And we love to see a sheep celebrating Christmas, uh, the year, the birth of our Lord, etc. <laughs> asterisk save that one for later um (laughs) i didn't know where to put this note but i think this is maybe a good place because we see them rocking out for christmas and they're just animals Mm -hmm. uh this movie they intentionally employed like really minimalist dialogue throughout the whole thing so like there's very little dialogue only when they gotta most of the time they wanted to do as much as possible with images and also in this movie most if not all of the animals are real animals um so there's sheep there's dogs there's cats etc and they appear on screen with what we think of as like humanized behaviors and emotions so like we see them being confused or longing or celebrating christmas or mad or you know etc so since we are then getting used to like reading the body language of animals and kind of interpreting what they're thinking and what we perceive their emotions to be because of that. Since they then employ such minimalist dialogue with the people too, you can kind of end up doing that with the people in this movie as well, which in some ways makes them a little more equal on the animal kingdom and less of people and more of animals Yeah, in the way they're displayed in the movie. Yeah, I noticed that definitely within the first half hour 45 minutes there's just not a lot of talking Mm. and i think like the only conversation they do have in that time frame they talk about time travel for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then it like never gets (laughs) it's like like, yeah time travel could go in the future so like i I would go back like oh cool and then that's it (laughs) so it's the barest minimum of characterization one would go into the future one would go in the past if Mm -hmm. time travel was possible but okay (laughs) But, um, like, what else are you talking about with your partner in the damn middle of 
a farm That's in the true. middle of Iceland, you know? Like, oh, I heard time travel's real. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You I know? guess it doesn't what affect them saying? too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what should they be saying? What do you think they should be saying? I mean, you're the, it's better. You're the long-term relationship expert in the in the room. <laughs> it's, it's better than them talking about work, I guess. <laughs> what are you and Jean talking about? <laughs> work. Give details. <laughs> work and not time travel. Okay, yeah. interesting. <laughs> so yeah, the couple is superiorly more interesting than than Jean and I. I don't think we've ever talked about tra- time travel, so it's they got that okay, on us. Okay, well, get on it. I know. That's the conversation for tonight. <laughs> Did y'all see this movie together or no? No. Um, oh, okay. Jean was working. So he doesn't even know. It'll no. be coming out of nowhere for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so on this Christmas night, this blessed day, uh, we see multiple lamb births. The actor knew me. I'm not going to keep trying her last name because I just don't know. It's knew me. Yeah. Knew me seems that's easy. We can do that. Right? Yeah. N-O-O-M-I. Yeah. Couldn't be any other way. Um, <laughs> would it be like Noami or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, She actually spent time on an Icelandic farm and learned how to birth sheep. She basically pulls this sheep out the ass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she, she is, uh, pulls these committed. lambs out. Yeah. You see all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting that the lamb was born on Christmas. Do you think? I do. With like the symbolism of lambs in Christianity and then being born on Christ's day himself. Right. I also made that connection, but I'll be mm-hmm. honest, by the time the movie was over, I was wondering if that was... Intentional? In- I mean, it, it has to be intentional because they wrote it that way. It's definitely Christmas. Uh-huh. But I just, I guess, and maybe throughout the course of this conversation, we'll figure it out or i'll figure it out but we'll figure out if this was jesus or not yes yeah so just in just an interesting note uh that this lamb was born on christmas and then how this lamb goes on to affect their family they birth a couple lambs it was i think two and then the titular lamb which you don't see at first yeah they do like did you see old yes Yes, so, like, in old, when they're trying not to reveal, like, what's going on with the children, and they're doing all this crazy, like, just shooting the camera from the back of their head, or just, like, really specific angles for a while. Yeah. Even though, in old, like, the title is old. You know what's going on with the children. Pretty obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they kind of did, like, the same sort of tactics in this, too. Like, so, for a while, this lamb is born, and... The reactions from the couple are like, something's going on here. Something's, something's suspicious. Something's up. We They're don't really know what. They're surprised, to say the least. Yeah. And they treat this one lamb different. They like wrap him in blankets. He sleeps in their bedroom. They act like it's their baby. And they did have, they pulled out a dusty old crib from their garage, sort of implying that they maybe had a baby before that they maybe lost because they got this dusty old crib and no baby. So something's going on with this lamb, but we don't know. It's just looking cute wrapped in swaddling clothes. Yes. <laughs> in his little manger, <laughs> some would say. They show a lot of the mama lamb, the mama sheep. Mm-hmm. I've used lamb and sheep interchangeably throughout my notes. <laughs> I couldn't decide which one was right. But now we know, yeah. <laughs> So I just get, it's all over the place with sheeps and lambs, but you got to forgive me, all oh, right? Of I have a brain disease. 
I'm really smart on some things, yes. but I lose it in the details. <laughs> that's all right. So the mama sheep talks to the daughter through the window a lot, um, stands outside the window and screams for her, just uh, again exhibiting, yeah, like yeah. some of those those human emotions that I mentioned, uh, just kind of like longing for her newborn daughter that was ripped from her damn little ass and <laughs> taken away. <laughs> <laughs> but the the parents aren't having the parents the the humans yes they keep <laughs> the shooting it away get away from the window they don't want them yeah talking they say get the hell yeah. out of here don't talk to my daughter <laughs> <laughs> my daughter lamb um they shut the window but that lamb yeah that sheep <laughs> is persistent <laughs> just screaming and screaming at the window trying to get to this baby and there is one day where they leave the house door open. They seem to leave this house door open a lot, mm-hmm. which at first I'm like, okay, they're like in a rural farm. Like who even cares? They leave the door open. But also throughout the movie, they're pretty like layered up and closed. Like it seems like it's very cold. Yeah. So then like, what is your heating out. bill, dude? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. astronomical. It's got to be. They're leaving this door open all the time. <laughs> well, and losing Ada a lot. Uh, like more than once, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I might be getting ahead a little bit, but. Bad parents? Yeah. So this one time that they leave the door open, the mama sheep, that's me again correcting my notes that say lamb. <laughs> the mama sheep comes in and takes the baby away. When they look everywhere for this baby and when they finally find her, that's when we get the reveal of what is going on with this baby. Tell them what's going on with the baby. So they find the baby in the field and... <laughs> They pick her up, and we see the whole time we've just seen Bebe's head, which is a lamb, a lamb head. Neck up. Yes. Yeah. Always swaddled up, but they pick mm-hmm. up said Bebe, and <laughs> what do we have here? It's a human body. You can see, like, it's from the back, and, you know, she's not wearing any mm-hmm. clothes, but you can see that. We get the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. One arm is a lamb. We Bebe donk. <laughs> She grew up really fast, and she's got one lamb okay, arm. Jackson, you made it weird. One... Don't say she grew up fast. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about like the days. She's like going from a newborn baby lamb to- In my opinion, like, she was toddler. <laughs> No, like toddler lamb, toddler baby lamb. And uh, uh-huh. she's got one lamb arm and one human arm, and uh-huh. it's just kind of like, like half of her back is furry. The one that uh-huh. has the, the lamb arm and stuff. <laughs> but so the that's... rest of body is all human looking. Yes. Yeah. So she fucked up. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. But, and this is where I was talking about absurdism. Like, you know, she's born and they're just kind of like, whoa. It's it's not like shock and horror. They're just kind of like, wait, what? And then they mm-hmm. instantly take it in and are just like, all of a sudden it's very normal to them. And yeah. They name it and explain that it knows its name it's Mm -hmm. that's what i'm getting at and it gets even weirder when a new character is introduced but i think what they were going for there or what they were trying to examine was like this couple clearly has some kind of unexamined grief that they're not dealing with you know their relationship's a little stilted they don't talk to each other much except about time travel travel. Um, (laughs) and they have an old dusty baby crib 
in the garage, kind of, like I said, implying that they formerly had a child, possibly, Mm. who is no longer with us. So they have some kind of grief that they're not dealing with. And what they were trying to look at is how you can kind of excuse things when you're trying to displace that grief. You can kind of just like make something normal for you that's not normal because it fills that hole. Yeah. (laughs) It fills your hole. (laughs) Your grief hole. (laughs) The G hole, as some people call it. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's what they're doing with this strange uh, lamb baby. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. But I'd still say I don't agree that it goes into absurdism. I believe it's surrealism the whole way. Because absurdism is usually without any purpose or point and, and often more nihilistic. And I feel like there's a purpose and point to everything. There are strange things happening, (laughs) but I feel like there's a purpose and point to the strangeness. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And, but I do want to say also, this is like having this weird half lamb, half human baby. (laughs) Um, They don't make it goofy ever. I feel like. No. I mean, it's always it's kind uh, of silly to think about, but like they do it very earnestly and sincerely and kind of resist goofiness. But yeah. they could so easily get into being extremely goofy. Very much so. <laughs> and I mean, every shot and effect, because surprise, surprise, I learned there wasn't actually a human lamb hybrid baby that they used in the mm-hmm. movie. It was special effects. Uh, yeah. It all looks really good. It looks really realistic for the most part, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, they could have gone crazy, but a lot of the shots are just very simple. It's just sitting or walking around, you know, like waddling around like a toddler does. <laughs> and, and it all looked really good. So I was impressed with that aspect of it. Yeah, with the filming of the lamb baby, they worked with 10 children. I saw that in the credits. And four lambs. Yeah. And they had two puppeteers that all worked together to make this lamb baby hybrid. They shot every scene that the that Ada was in, Ada being the lamb baby. Every scene that she was in, they shot it all with a child and then again with a lamb so that they could put it together mm. later, which is really insane to go through that much work. But I think you tell like in the end, like because it doesn't look it could have so easily just been like shitty CG and been oh, annoying. Yeah. No, it's pretty seamless. I would say. Very seamless. A lot of times you're like, is this a lamb baby? (laughs) Because (laughs) it looks like a real lamb's head. Yeah. And it looks like a real baby's body. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I guess, very time consuming for them having to do all the scenes over and over and over again with a baby and with a lamb. But it looks sick. So ultimately it was worth it. Yeah. So that's basically chapter one. This movie, I didn't say, is split up into three chapters. So chapter two begins with some time having passed. This lamb is bigger. Apparently they mature really fast, though. They mature at six months is what I read. So they get they get big quick. All right. Because I I was like, have years gone by? This looks like a full like four or five year old child. Right. You know, like, but no, apparently six months. So it's like July now. Yeah, it's summer, but it's still cold. I don't know, because they're always out in sweaters. This ice like big old wool sweaters. You know, you're not wrong. (laughs) Wait, isn't Iceland supposed to be the warmer one, though? And like Greenland's the icy one. Isn't that the whole thing? I think I remember that being the because it's like ironic that Greenland's called Greenland. Yeah, because it's not green. Anyway, where are we? Chapter Chapter two. two. Six months. Okay. So human mommy has a nightmare where the barn full of sheep eyes yellow. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a sentence? It is. What the fuck is going on? It is now. (laughs) 
<laughs> the little strings that connect whatever dots are going on in your brain. Mine's like not quite making it to the other side. <laughs> but I think you can follow along. <laughs> I definitely can because I've seen the movie. It might yeah. be a little confusing to people <laughs> who have not. But we can help Sheep fill them in. eyes yellow. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look very cool. <laughs> Scary question mark? <laughs> frightening (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was great imagery you know what throughout this whole movie everything was gorgeous i gotta say i will give it i mean for sure you hated this movie. i didn't hate it i did not hate it (laughs) you're holding something in did i love it no did i hate it no um yeah everything was so gorgeous uh the landscapes were gorgeous Mm -hmm. i actually didn't know this was icelandic going into it but i felt like just looking at the land i was like that's definitely iceland after having seen either way because it had the same thing yeah yeah so iceland is a place you can pick out (laughs) very distinct uh yeah landscapes yeah but yeah it all looked very gorge Mm -hmm. so she has this nightmare of the sheep in barn eyes yellow and she wakes up to sheep mom hollering at the window again and she's had enough of sheep mom shit (laughs) it's 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 time to do something yeah she's got to take action here so this is really the only like sort of I know I've talked to some people who are like afraid to watch this movie because there might be like cruelty or suffering with animals, etc. And I think this is the only scene where there's even like a little bit of that. But I'm usually a person that is affected by that. And I thought that this was pretty like succinct and like not that disturbing. Yeah, they did it tastefully. It's over pretty quickly. Yeah, Yeah, they did it tastefully. It's not drawn out. There's no like long suffering or anything. It's really a quick uh, bullet to the head. That's all. Yeah. To mama sheep. Yeah, to mama sheep. Or to sheep mama. Yes. (laughs) Sheep mama's got a certain ring to it, you know? (laughs) So human mama shoots sheep mama right between the eyes, Mm -hmm. buries her little sheep body in a shallow grave in the yard. Shallow grave. Yeah. And she doesn't tell anybody. This is just a thing that she's doing because she is sick of screaming sheep mama. But then... She doesn't want her motherhood to be challenged. That's true. Because she mm-hmm. is now, at this point, six months later, pretty much cemented in her mind that she is Ada's mother. True. So we think that she does this alone. However, right. there was a scraggler guy who got kicked out of his friend's car nearby. Yeah, they, they chucked him out of the car. I don't remember what they were saying, but it was kind of just like, get lost. Something to that effect. <laughs> yeah get lost creep yeah and they kick him out on the side of the road and he ends up here and he was like it's kind of middle of the night and he was just kind of like creeping up to their house at the same moment that she comes out of like barreling out of the house with a shotgun yeah so he's like you know what i'm gonna chill (laughs) and not uh be going up to her right now so long story short he witnesses the murder and uh keeps that little secret inside for a bit mm-hmm. not forever though no when he does go inside at first i was like what is this is he gonna like rob them or like who is this man we don't know um but it turns out he's the brother of the husband of the couple yes almost twins i would say although they are not related in real life but they look so Could similar have fooled me yeah I, yeah they did fool me i think <laughs> you thought they were twins <laughs> you thought they were twins till now <laughs> I didn't do any hard research on this, so that was just kind of the assumption I had in my mind. You know uh, what? I watched another movie recently called I Saw What You Did uh, from the 80s. It's mm -hmm. a remake of a 50s movie. But um, there are two characters in that movie. I watched it with a friend, and there are two characters in that movie who play brothers and we were like brothers are you kidding me they don't even look like brothers they're like 40 year age gap like 
they don't look nothing alike. This is stupid. And then we were looking into it after the movie and they were actual in real life brothers. (laughs) (laughs) And this movie has the opposite thing going on where you're like, these guys are literally twins. And then you're like, they're not even related. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I could have sworn they said they were. (laughs) Oh, wait, that was the actors. (laughs) They look exactly the same, though. Yeah. Like the actors do, yeah. Um, but the guys are brothers in film. <laughs> <laughs> cinema brothers. Uh, yeah, cinema cinema brothers. <laughs> so they're, the couple is just being normal. They're serving breakfast. They have four plates. Just and he's like, what normal. are you expecting? <laughs> they're being normal. <laughs> he's like, what are you expecting, company? And they're like, no, haha, whatever. And then they just call the baby over, who's now, like I said, a grown child mm. and this man is just jaw agape <laughs> like what <laughs> like what is going on here and that's the first time that we get an indication that what's happening is really like not normal or like outside of their world or whatever yeah but they're just like eh, it's fine it's fine it's just out of like don't worry yeah <laughs> she's she's cool man yeah. chill out stop looking at her like that <laughs> yeah so he's having a reaction to this child he doesn't say anything i think at that dinner but he does soon but there is a scene before he says something where ada and ada and mama are in the tub taking a bath together door open with company yeah that was interesting (laughs) why they leave door open and then pervert brother is watching right and scary and he makes that comment like oh yeah i had the door open so i could sneak a peek or something like that yeah like you wanted me to pervert watch you and she's like okay nasty no (laughs) yeah that's not that's not it (laughs) but but why did she have the door open on the same hand it's a great question because at that point he hadn't met ada yet right or was this after the i think it was after the meal okay so he has yeah i don't know why she would do that Especially since we learned that this has kind of been a thing. A recurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Interesting. Yeah. So there's a history of this um, brother being a creep to his brother's wife. Nasty pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, nasty. he's being weird. He's being nasty. He's being weird, nasty, horny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, something that should be said about Ada, too, is that she doesn't really talk. No. She Even makes, though she looks like fully formed. Right. She makes little child. lamb noises and sometimes they sound a little human. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there are a few times where it's like, is that a child or a lamb making that sound? Yeah, like kinda like baby coos. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't you know. Any if baby lambs, I don't have any. Um <laughs> I haven't been a baby in a long time, so I think I forgot all of that. But you're an actor. <laughs> you could figure it out. <laughs> Just thinking, You're not gonna. No. <laughs> yeah, I was on a podcast. I was talking like a baby. It's all cool. <laughs> you should listen Put to that it. on your resume. Play the baby. <laughs> Could be funny. <laughs> if I could remember like a specific noise, because she never says anything. She's just, it's more like what do babies do? Just like groan and just like. <laughs> I feel like that's what they mostly do. They just gesture at things and they're like, uh. Uh-huh. I feel like that's mostly all she does. <laughs> uh huh. I think that's all you're yeah, going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mostly what she does. 
Oh man, my freaking I got cheek biceps going on. <laughs> Smiling and laughing so So hard. strong. Mhm. Yeah, my cheeks very strong, very buff. <laughs> um so <laughs> So she doesn't really talk. They did at one point consider making her talk. She was supposed to initially, the, the I think. The filmmakers or the parents? Yeah. Okay. The, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The parents were going to force her to fucking say, <laughs> say something. <laughs> Idiot. Why won't you talk? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that could have been good, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and at some points, I was almost like, like, kind of like, just talk. You know, like, I want you to talk, too. <laughs> but in the end, they took out all of the, the baby talking because they thought it was not really a film about the baby, and that without her talking, it somehow made her stronger and better for the story. Mm. Which I I think, if you think about it, I have to agree with, because although I did kind of want her to talk sometimes, I'm also like, if I think about what would it have been like if she did talk, I think it would have gone to that silly place and kind of ungrounded, <laughs> ungrounded the sincerity. Right, because do you make yeah. her sound like a human being or a lamb or a hybrid of the two? And I feel like mm-hmm. two of those are very silly. And it's probably <laughs> going to be like an adult woman like <laughs> yeah. voicing it in a baby voice, right? Right. Yeah, so, it was a good call on their part. I also you know, wanted to hear, because I, I, I was just curious, like, is it going to be like... Show me your voice. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> Show it to me. <laughs> At least I wanted to say like, ma, ma, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least. Uh, that's all I was hoping for, but you know, it's it's okay. We don't now I get to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> that's most babies like first words anyway, yeah. right? And it kinda goes along with sheep language. Right. So it kinda would attract. You know what? I'm back around. I wish she would have talked. I, I would have bought it. I don't think I would have laughed too hard. I think I'm back around. I wish yeah. she would have talked. I wish she would have talked and said and said what you said, um, but not like full sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like babies do. They don't speak in full sentences right away. We didn't True. have to have an articulate lamb toddler. I just needed the baba mama. <laughs> yeah. All we want is baba mama. <laughs> Baba Dada, even. <laughs> yeah. Could go there. <laughs> so while they're taking a bath, after the brother's done being a pervert, he goes over to the daddy, and he's like, come on, man, what the fuck is this, basically? <laughs> and the dad goes, happiness. Yes. So Very simply, this is just happiness. Happiness, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can get behind that, but he's he's asking a legit question. Like, what... Yeah. You know, he's not wrong. (laughs) Brothers basically spends a lot of time around his first arrival at the farm telling them how they are fucked up for living with this creature or letting this creature live. Yeah, he's kind of a judgmental jerk. Yeah. He's not an ally. No. (laughs) Very obviously not. Yeah, let people live with beast creatures. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I mean, it was going fine until he showed up, you know. 
Mm -hmm. But yeah, the that simple answer. And so then does that go back to like what it's in quotes really about? Like, does it have to do anything with Christmas like uh, or Jesus? Yeah, that's what I kind of I kind of think so. Like, because if you think of this lamb as a sort of savior, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. we're not Christian, but just going along with the theology of it all. If you think of uh, this lamb as a sort of savior, to their family like in a way it really is because it brings so much joy to them and kind of has in some ways like re reinstilled their vigor for life and they just they have more color in their cheeks you know yeah i, yeah, um, I can and, see that and just... they're a lot happier as a couple they fuck even <laughs> they do they that do. yeah i, I mean <laughs> yeah and it's shown in semi-graphic detail yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i think in a a lot of ways this lamb is like a savior to their family yeah okay i see that do you think i yeah because i mean that's what i right in the beginning you know going back to the beginning sorry to bring us back there but okay. <laughs> that's where i thought it was going it's like time okay, travel this, back to the yeah, beginning there we go the- <laughs> I'm, I'm on the wife's side on this one um it was like okay so this has got to be some kind of allegory or metaphor that's probably going to have something to do with jesus or christianity or some sort of savior because of starting Mm -hmm. your movie on christmas and making it a point that it is christmas and then a a birth happens a birth of a lamb specifically Yeah. yeah so it's like okay i think i know what's going on here but the more the movie went on especially towards the end, I wasn't so sure anymore. But you know, if we're being fair, I never, I read a few, a handful of articles about this movie mm-hmm. and specifically interviews with Numi, with the writers and the director who was also one of the writers. Mm-hmm. And none of them ever mentioned Christianity specifically or that it would have anything to do with Christianity. Um, if anything, like Icelandic folklore came up a little bit, but even that was like, they're like maybe a touch, like not really. <laughs> okay. So in, so like they never explicitly say that that has anything to do with it. Right. But I feel like it can't not making a point to show it's Christmas, specifically it being lambs. I mean, it's it's kind of it's almost too on the nose. So it, and then a horned <laughs> creature on two legs right, later on. I right. mean, come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's something going on there for sure. Yeah. But. To your point earlier, I'm not sure if I <laughs> 100 uh, percent understand it all, which is fine. You know, I could I could watch it mm-hmm. again. We I can talk about it with friends like you, and mm-hmm. uh, we can maybe arrive at something someday. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb part two, the episode <laughs> going deeper. <laughs> Bust out the Bibles. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, you had a pretty Christian upbringing, true or false? True. Was that true? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I felt like that was true, but I was like, am I making that up? (laughs) (laughs) So you would know, yeah? Yeah, I I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah. I was raised like sort of not really Christian. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, I think, was an atheist. My mom was like... um, uh, perpetually felt like a sinner <laughs> if that rings any bells sure, to you. Sure. <laughs> so like uh every once in a while she would be like I'm stop so by, get some, we have get to go to savings. church yeah. yeah yeah and so we would have like periods of going to church or for a while it would be like if i was grounded my grounding was like i have to go to church or Ooh. um I got a stepdad when I was like 14. I got a a new stepdad, a second stepdad. Mm. And 
when he came along, um, we did this thing for a while where, you know, like if you go to a new church, I don't know how many different churches you went to, I guess, but (laughs) if you go to a new church and you sign the little like I'm a new member thingy or whatever, yeah, they'll send you like something. It could be like a loaf of bread or like a little fruit basket or some shit. They usually give you something. So my stepdad... (laughs) genius um (laughs) made us go to a different church every sunday for like a year hey play the system (laughs) get that free stuff (laughs) we got all kind of goodies (laughs) so like that's the type of christian that my family was (laughs) we were probably on a lot of mailing lists then too right oh i don't know maybe so (laughs) this was before before you checked the mail yeah (laughs) yeah before i checked the mail certainly yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I was just a young teen. Yeah. I did also go to like vacation Bible school. Oh yeah, of and course. I had like religious babysitters, so I did have all the books of the Bible memorized, but like didn't really know what that meant or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um anyway, so that's like my life story. I, I haven't <laughs> talked to anybody today. <laughs> what I'm saying is I grew up fake Christian and you grew up real Christian, so I feel so like we, you know. we know a thing or two. <laughs> Combined, we definitely... I would just turn to your expertise before I would take mine, is all I'm saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so that was a long... Gosh, that was a long-winded way of getting there. Yeah. Anyway, so we're still in part two, and yeah. um, so the brother's been chastising them about letting this beast creature live with them. So he takes her out one morning with the intention to kill her the same yeah. way that her mother was killed. It's kind of a long scene. Like, there's a long walk out to the middle of the field where he's just, like, holding this toddler's hand. Mm -hmm. The dread is, like, building a little bit. And then they go on the boat? Or is that... Or do they not go on a boat? I'll say I don't remember them going on a boat, but I'll say if you say it happened, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) thought I remembered that. Him sitting in the boat, aiming the gun right at little lamb. Oh, yeah. That might be true, actually. she's just staring... Like, just staring at him. With big old eyes. Yeah, big little lamb eyes. She's very cute for being a beast creature. Oh, yeah. She wears little jackets and little rain boots. And, yeah. Little petticoat. (laughs) Yeah. And so, while, like, that scene is going on, Mommy wakes up. Because it's, like, pretty early in the morning. The whole thing was getting out of the house before anybody's awake. Yeah. Mommy wakes up and starts looking around the house. Nobody's in their beds. We're kind of getting like, oh, God, what has happened? But she finds them asleep on the chair together, being cute. Mm-hmm. Little snuggles. Yeah, a little snug. So, like, Uncle has become fully endeared by this little beast creature. It's not so weird anymore, huh? No, it's cute and he understands. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. He gets yeah. it. He's been sold. And that is the end of part two. And then we go into part three. Yes. Part three opens with mommy praying on a cross on a grave with the name Ada on it. Yes. Which sort of solidifies that prior implication that they maybe had lost a baby before, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So they get a new baby and name it the same thing. That's kind of fucked up. Kind of unoriginal, but, you know, whatever whatever makes them happy. (laughs) Because it's not a true replacement. It's just... It's another small living thing. (laughs) But it's sort of like emotionally is a replacement. It's like the daughter they wish they had had before. They wish they had a lamb baby. Did not come to pass. (laughs) And now all their dreams have come true. (laughs) They kind of set aside that like, because I mean, how long can you think this will go on, right? Like is, what does this thing grow into? 
What are your hopes and dreams for your child if your child is half lamb? Right. Does it have the life expectancy of a sheep or of a human or somewhere in between? What is the life expectancy of a sheep? I I don't yeah, know. We gotta know. We got to Google? Yeah. 10 to 12 years. Okay, that's very short. I'm basically like a dog. Yeah. So. Oh, some, some sheep may live as long as 20 years. So. Okay. I mean, she was like, it was really just her head and her arm that were sheep. So she, yeah, she probably would have lived longer than that. But does but. she, what's her heart going oh, on though? Oh yeah. I don't know if it's a Is sheep Is it sheep heart, heart or human or heart? human. I don't know. I couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see it. We don't know what kind of heart she has. <laughs> we can't decide the life expectancy. Somewhere it's between like, 10 yeah. and maybe 50 years. Yeah, I'd say that's reasonable. Because <laughs> she's definitely not going to live as long as a human either way, uh, right? I don't, I don't think she could. I don't know what makes me think that, but that's what I think. We can- <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, she'd be lynched by yeah. normal people. <laughs> if they ever left the farm and went to the one city in Iceland then yeah they'd be in trouble they'd be in trouble interesting i love getting into the weeds on what's the future for this lamb baby time travel time travel it's possible it's what they're saying that's what they say (laughs) i like part three part three is fun they watch the game i love the scene of them watching the game yeah and it's just like the big Pure game reactions from everybody. Yeah. And then you see what it was. I was not expecting it to be that game. What was it? It was like... Some kind of soccer? Soccer volleyball hybrid thing. I don't know. It was, I, I don't think I've ever seen that sport specifically before. Unless it was, was just there like a volleyball aspect? It, just, it was like inside and the court looked small. Like they barely showed it. There was just like a shot or two, you know. But I know, I was like, so I don't really watching? remember. Yeah. Or is it like but they were going crazy? Like what's rugby? Could it be rugby? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually played outside. Lacrosse. But in Iceland, I don't know. There's all these sports that like yeah. what even are they? You know, it could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> just know the name and that people play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty specifically like non American people usually. <laughs> I mean, it sounds exotic. Could yeah. be anything. <laughs> but I think the the way that scene was like shot was fun too. It, like it almost like because it was basically purely framed on the three of them sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. It almost was like somebody's holding up a cue card that's like now scream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're cheering. <laughs> now scream again. <laughs> now yes, we're upset. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it really was like that like but uh, I don't know. That could be something that's corny, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. What do you think? No, I, I liked the energy that they all had. You didn't give it was, a shit about this no, scene. It, no, it was a good change of pace because <laughs> the whole time the movie was all slow and pretty mm-hmm. serious. It is very um, meditatively paced. Yeah. Yeah. And then this gave us a, you know, a view into, oh, these people can have fun and mm-hmm. they are having fun right now. And, now that they've been saved. Yeah. <laughs> now that they are basking in the glory of God. They can yeah. uh, enjoy themselves a little bit. Um, <laughs> As we all can. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who and among then... us isn't basking in the glory at this moment? And Ada couldn't, <laughs> couldn't care less. She's, mm-hmm. she's kind of like... Uh... She is God. She's unaffected by God. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> she, she 
Does she like duck out? She's like, all right, you guys can watch this. Well, what happens first is the music video. Yeah. See, this is great because that sets this part up because, yeah, you see them excited, cheering, and then they dance and sing. It's great. Yeah. I loved the music video too. And it was the music video was of the brothers like band from his youth or something. Not like childhood, but like maybe his 20s and now he's in his 40s or something is what it seemed like. Yeah. 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 So. But it was like on VHS and the kind of vibe was like, oh, my God, where did you pull this out of? You know, like, can't believe you have this video. Stop embarrassing um, me. Yeah. 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 And he's like singing along with it, doing all the dances. It was very cute. I loved that whole thing. Yeah. And then Ada dances, too. That was so cool. Well, they were trying to get Ada to dance. She's like, "Uh, I don't know. You know, friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, then they leave her behind. Right? And they, they did. <laughs> As the song <Yeah>. goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did because Ada kind of bails and they just keep going and keep drinking. Yeah. They're and, all drunk. Yeah, they don't wasted. know. And Baby just takes off. They're bad parents, as we've said. <laughs> <laughs> they're not great. No. So Baby takes off, goes outside, sees something scary, but we don't mm. know what she sees. We hear the dog like whimper and scream like either he was afraid or maybe got killed mm-hmm. um, off screen. And we just know there's something scary out there. And that's it. Kid goes back inside. Can't talk, as we said. So can't say like, I saw this scary thing outside. But just kind of curls up with dad and goes to sleep. Yeah. Because dad's drunk sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> this baby, very obedient to. Oh, yeah. Very well behaved. Loves cuddling and going to sleep. <laughs> like it's basically like a cat. It's kind of all she does, yeah. She sleeps a lot in this movie, I feel like. You know... And I get they it. Hate, I would, They hate too. to write fully fleshed female characters. <laughs> <laughs> really just there to cuddle with and sleep What with. were her interests? What were her hobbies? I don't know. She <laughs> we know slept a lot. We know nothing of that. <laughs> yeah. She looked cute and slept a lot and cuddled. Okay? Um, goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds but. like the life. <laughs> So Bebe and dad are sleeping, everybody's drunk, and we got mom and brother left alone, which is historically Uh dangerous. Yeah. And this brother really trying to make some moves on mama. Mm -hmm. He kind of implies that he would blackmail her and tell Ada that she killed her sheep mom if she doesn't sleep with him. Yeah. I don't know if that would work because I feel like sometimes Ada can understand English, but other times... And by English, you mean Icelandic. Icelandic. The (laughs) subtitles that I was reading, yes, um, were in English. Sometimes Ada can read (laughs) subtitles and sometimes she can't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You just mean human language. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he he went up to her and was like, hey, that lady over there is not your mom and she shot your mom. Would Otto really like understand that? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're probably right. Needless, it didn't work anyway. So it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. She, but she does have to do kisses to get him to move to another room that she ends up like kicking him into and locking the door so that he's trapped in there. Yeah, which is a good move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of could have done without that whole sort of plot point or storyline or whatever you want to call it of mm. the pervert brother. I could have done without the whole thing. Yeah, because again, I don't know what it, if it added too much other than just like, oh, there's some tension. There's some conflict. And it's resolved by her shoving him into a closet and then playing piano really loudly while he's like, let me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't. She plays piano until he falls asleep. And he could have, if they wanted 
something. I don't know. He could have done anything annoying. He's drunk. Drunk people do annoying stuff all the time. Could have like broken something or puked somewhere or pissed in the corner or like any number of things. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes sexual assault or sexual harassment kind of things are used really frivolously and like sort of willy nilly. And I think that sucks. Yeah. I'm not going to say it should (laughs) never happen, but if it's going to happen, it should have some kind of intention behind it It, there should be some greater thing going on some reason why it's there yeah i'm with you on that because it's like especially for this character that's kind of one of the only things we know about him is that he's just like creepy to he's a sexual assaulter (laughs) that she lets hang with her young daughter all the time yeah (laughs) and there's really no consequence from it and yeah it doesn't really go anywhere if the movie would be exactly the same if that didn't happen it doesn't need to be there. <laughs> and it <laughs> I, would be exactly the same if I that agree. didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So I hated that part, to be honest. Hated <laughs> yeah, all of that. Weird gross. Weird gross. Yeah. And then scene change, she's driving him to the bus and making him leave. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the okay. part that I felt like was kind of absurd because he's been here this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, all right, go back to the we- real world. Bye. Like, she's not worried that he's going to say anything about this sheep child that they have like i don't know what his social standing is like or who he would tell it seems like like, nobody likes him because he did get kicked out of a car that's true (laughs) those two people did not like him (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there's like no mention of it it's just like okay here here's the bus stop yeah thanks for coming by uh yeah later and then i felt like that was the scene like i don't remember there being any more significant dialogue other than that or at least boiled down to that you're right i think <laughs> i think it was sort of implied that like he knew what he did like he knew he fucked up and he gets why he has to go now mm-hmm. um so there at least was that like i don't know that it was even explicitly stated but like there was sort of that subtext to the what yeah. was going on but i think also like he fell in love with their little baby First of all, he didn't shoot the baby in the head. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if the parents are fully, like, facing reality to what is going on with their child. And I don't know that even if he did go somewhere and be like, yeah, my brother has a half lamb, half human child that's fucked up. What would be anyone's reaction to that? They'd be like, okay, you're on acid, dude. Like, that is not (laughs) real. Like... (laughs) But if he could convince one person, then and they're way it's the fuck out over. in the country and yeah. shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought that was when when that scene ended. I was just like, "What? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, bye, dude." Uh, and then yeah, we never see him again. Yeah, well, because we're <laughs> almost to the end of the movie. That's true. So essentially, he's an inconsequential character, and that's I guess one of my we'll say problems with it. <laughs> his only like his impact in the film let's what was his impact in the film first of all he is the one who pointed out to the audience that what was happening with them having a lamb child wasn't something that was natural to the world that they live in yes we have to be alerted to that it's not normal so that we can examine why it's there right so he did do that for the movie and what was his other purpose? Uh, creeping to show on that, the mom. Creeping on the mom. Um, that even normal people can fall in love with um, half beastly creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Two, even normal sayings, uh, if something's cute. <laughs> I also thought, uh, this is sort of jumping topics, but um, just something I thought about. When Ada was young, 
Sometimes you'd be looking at that cat or the dog, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, this child is going to do something to this cat or dog. Did you think? I don't know if I ever thought that. I did notice that she was looking at the animals a lot, maybe because it was more like, oh, they're kind of like me, more so than my mom and dad. Like, I don't know. They never show her the sheep barn, right? She never goes in there? I don't think there? they do, no. Well, no, because when, when the brother wakes up that one time, uh, when he first shows up, he sees her, sees Ada standing in the barn. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. It's like a it's a very brief shot. It's like one of the first times we see her standing up and mm. like being a baby lamb. <laughs> <laughs> She's learned how to walk. <laughs> yes. We don't ever get to see her reaction to meeting a sheep, right? I don't think so cuz she's always kept away from real mom. Real sheep mom. Right. So I don't think she does. I think that she's kind of kept in human world. And I think that's intentional on the parents part. I just wonder what would have been her reaction to meeting a sheep. It a could, real sheep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a full-blooded sheep. <laughs> I mean, that's where like her identity would start being questioned. And like, I don't know, maybe that's what they're trying to like keep her from. It's like, no. Here's you, a question. Yeah. Is this lamb biracial? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. It's more like bi-special. Is she bi-racial? Oh my God. <laughs> you did it. You went there. <laughs> but yeah, so you say no. <laughs> my vote is no. Um. Okay, interesting. Okay, we should move on in the movie because we're close to being we're, it. We're getting to the there, end. yeah. We're edging. <laughs> so while mommy and brother were gone to the bus stop or whatever, daddy and Ada went romping around outside, kind of, I don't know, frolicking around the farm doing stuff. And they run into who Ada saw earlier. Big reveal. It's Ram Daddy. It's Ram Daddy. It totally is. <laughs> and this is a ram head human body hybrid man. As well. The first paternal reveal, yes. I think. Up until this point, I had been wondering about whom was the father in this situation <laughs> since we see the mother is full-blooded uh, sheep. Yep. And I was kind of thinking, has daddy been getting weird? In the... <laughs> Y'all want to get weird? If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> but didn't know. No. But now we have Ram Daddy reveal. We know uh, that. On yeah. Christmas, Ram Daddy <laughs> took one of the sheep's virginity, impre- impregnated her, <laughs> and that's how Ada came to be. Yeah, um, but man, well, unless it's, it's... unless Ada was immaculately conceived, right? Which I feel like the implication is that she was not, <laughs> and that's where it also lost me because going back to the Christmas thing, that's not how Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. Ram Daddy was not involved at all but i mean in jesus's life there was also a man yeah but he was picture. just kind of along for the ride mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> allegedly right that's so, like that's true for the bible tells me so ram daddy could have just been there <laughs> alongside this beautiful virgin sheep who then immaculately conceived <laughs> a half lamb half human baby yeah, you're having all kinds of theories i don't remember on this, this book of the bible but um. <laughs> but I'm kind of obsessed with all the theories. <laughs> but Ram Daddy is giant. Like he is a very uh-huh. Big tall, boy. menacing, mm-hmm. fully nude 
ram daddy. Yeah. That just comes Wait, up. Was he fully nude? Oh, we didn't yeah. see a weenie, did we? No weenie, but definitely booty. Mm, okay. Maybe he had a <laughs> loincloth on the front. I don't remember. I can't picture the front now. They never showed it. They they tastefully Fuck. hid the... <laughs> 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 they know what we want <laughs> and they kept it from you um no and he just kind of comes up and just is it like right away does he just like bam i think it's right away yeah. i mean there's no word spoken yeah he doesn't speak either no yeah he just and what's he do groans. we didn't say oh yeah so we earlier we saw the gun that the mom used to shoot sheep mom mm-hmm. we see that that's yeah. gone and then ram daddy just shoots normal Icelandic daddy in the neck. Just bam. Normal daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bam and dead. Yeah. Well, he's he suffers for a while, He suffers actually. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> You're right. He does suffer and slowly, like, bleed out and yeah. die while reaching for his child and trying to save her but being unable to. Yeah. And Ada just decides to walk off with Ram Daddy. Well, he grabs her by the hand. Yeah, I don't so think it, it was necessarily yeah, it this, consensual. It's like, come on, it's time mm-hmm. to go. Because Ada's making big, like, big eyes at yeah. Normal Daddy. Yeah, she looks she, scared. She's definitely affected by it. Yeah. She looks um, scared. She looks like she wants to be with Normal Daddy. I think for a minute, does she like hug on him or something when he's dying? Yeah. She wants to be with him, and she gets pulled away by Ram Daddy. And they walk off while. Normal daddy is reaching, struggling, gurgling. Then normal mom comes and enters <laughs> mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah, like the moment he dies, basically. <laughs> yeah. She gets there. She comes in and, and she does a grief, a, a release of some grief. Yes. She does some crying, some like, oh my God, no, why? Mm-hmm. She's also very confused, which I thought was like a great touch, having her be like, what? What just yeah, happened? Who, like, <laughs> who did this? Who shot yeah. my husband? We live in the middle of nowhere, and I just dropped off the weird brother at the bus stop. Like, who could have done yeah. this? Yeah, I feel like that's something I don't. I couldn't recall seeing someone be quite like that before. Because you see a like why or my baby or whatever kind of yells during somebody dying all the time, right? But she's so like. Grief and confused at the same time. Just completely lost, yeah. It was beautiful, I think. It was a great performance, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's the shot where she looks into the camera. Well, not right into it. I think she's looking past it. Then the tear uh-huh. tear drops. She closes her eyes. And then that's it, right? That's roll creds. That's roll creds, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's roll creds. What do we think about... First of all, what do we think about Ram Daddy? Like, what's his... <laughs> What's his role in all this? Is he God or is he devil? <laughs> well, that's the part that really is devil threw me. also God, <laughs> right? Yeah. What? <laughs> what is? What did my pastor say Ooh. way back then? No, uh, it's like this. This is the part that I kind of threw me off of the whole allegory theory that mm-hmm. I had earlier because I'm just like, okay, is this maybe some? And you mentioned this earlier. Is this maybe some kind of Icelandic? folk tale or folk mm-hmm. creature that I don't know about and this is just saying yeah watch out for ram daddy like cuz <laughs> I I couldn't quite put together what him taking away uh unless it's like the whole fall of man type thing but then it seems kind of out of order and non sequential as far as bible goes but hey 
people twist and mold the Bible to however they want it to be. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing we know about people who love the Bible is that they all think the same thing and they take it very literally, <laughs> top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I think kind of there's a few things going on here. Uh, some of them, I have a little bit of notes from the director. I think sort of the, the thought was like, because they've taken something from nature. They took this baby from this sheep mom, mm-hmm. killed the mom, and are just like, this is my baby now. And they're raising this thing. doesn't belong to them. belongs to sheep mommy and ram daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, when you take from nature, it takes from you. And mm. the other writer also said, so I guess they have this thing. I forget what they called it. Christmas elves? Uh, yeah, I think it was Christmas elves. We got those. In, but they're like all very evil and scary. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I can't think of what those creatures are called. There was a movie about them Gnomes? here. The Christmas creature that's like, um, looks like a horned animal. Krampus? Krampus. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe they're like Krampuses. But uh, anyway, she said, my grandma always said, don't provoke the elves. We have to be respectful to all creatures, even ones we don't see. So she said she was always aware of things that aren't there. And if you cross that line and take something that's not yours to have, nature will hit back and they'll avenge you and come after you. It's kind of what they grew up like thinking or being aware of. So these people have stolen something from nature and they're getting their sort of karma from it Mm. in that moment. Yeah. And I mean, that makes it a lot more simple (laughs) because I feel like it is a very simple film when you break down the dramatic beats, Mm -hmm. like pretty much the summary I read earlier pretty much covers the whole movie, but it's still, you know, an hour and a half. I don't think it mentioned the brother in it, but I mean, it's definitely slow, meditative cinema that one common theme in the like letterboxed reviews I've been perusing is this could have been a short. It's like, yeah, but looking mm-hmm. at Iceland is cool mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for minutes at a time. And that's what a lot of the kind of filler is comprised of. So I guess I wasn't expecting it to be this, I guess, simple of a story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of bare <laughs> in that sense. So, um, and the characters aren't really fleshed out as much as I usually like. So it's, it's kind of like when it was over, I was really trying to think, okay, did I, is there a dot that I'm not connecting? Like, what am I missing here? And I I still Mm -hmm. don't, I still don't know if I have it. You wanted more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it is like a really, you're right. It is a simple story. I never felt bored by it, I don't think. I didn't either. Which is a feat. To make something this slow with this little going on and to keep you still engaged throughout. Absolutely. I think that's pretty, yeah. Yeah, it was almost like an exercise in atmosphere and mood. And it totally sucked me in. And vibe. Yeah, it's totally a vibe (laughs) movie. Um, And I, I was engrossed and I wanted to know what happened next just because there's so much that they're keeping from you for the first half or so. You want to know what they're going to do with this little freak. Yeah, what's what's this little freak going <laughs> to get into? What kind of trouble is it going to cause? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it ended, and I was like, oh, okay. She's gone now. Um, real dad's got her. Fake dad's dead. And you said, I want to know what Ram Daddy's up to. Yeah, what are they doing over there? <laughs> Does he have a cool house that he's bringing her to? Or are they just going to live in the mountain? Like, 
because that's director all said they were talking about possibly doing a lamb two where they go to the daddy's world to ram oh, daddy's man. world see and then i i would probably go see that because i think that was my biggest question mark at the end like okay now what where are they going there should have been where... more ram daddies yeah. yeah i mean he's there from the first shot you know he's always there but mm-hmm. we never see him until his the last. seed yeah <laughs> this is... uh-huh. <laughs> I was just talking about the opening shot where he's just walking and scaring all the animals. That's him, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I Unless guess they you were just like actually scared way. of the camera crew that was like walking up to them. Um, they're like, oh yeah, this could totally be Ram Daddy's presence. Let's let's, let's play it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it probably was. Yeah, I guess it probably was him scaring them at the beginning on Christmas. Yeah. One last note I think that I have is that this movie was dedicated to the director's grandparents. That's right. (laughs) After watching, you're like, I don't know if this is the movie I would dedicate to my grandparents. That's exactly what I said to my friend who I went to go see it with. It's like, if I was dedicating a movie to my grandparents... It would not be like this, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> he also grew up on a sheep farm. We'll see that there's that, I feel like, personal mm-hmm. touch that, because my my grandparents were not sheep farmers, so, mm, um, yeah. but they also, none of them, to my knowledge, really liked horror, surreal, creepy, dark films either, so. <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, my brother watching something like this, <laughs> let alone my parents or grandparents or anyone, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> anyone at all. <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> anyone older, I don't know. Sure. I guess old people watch movies, too. <laughs> Some some older people watch cool movies. Yeah. I mean, we know a couple, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but it just seems fake. <laughs> I don't know. I hope they liked it if they're um still around. Yeah. Bless up. <laughs> okay, so we should rate this movie. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Out of five. Out of five stars, um uh-huh. I think I'm going to give it still a solid three okay i think that so not bad yeah i think that i've kind of been oscillating between two and three kind of ending up at 2.5 mm-hmm. 2.75 you know but i think that mm-hmm. i like i said earlier i did like it i was engrossed the whole time i never got bored but when it was over i was like oh okay so it's while i enjoyed it while watching it and i think i want to see it again um i think i'd have a tough time recommending it (laughs) i don't know what Mm -hmm. the target audience is for for this movie it might just be a24 fanboys i don't know i kind of think because this movie is a bit surrealist but it's so light on the surrealism like there's really just one 1.5 aspects of it that are in the surrealism family sure um i kind of thought of it as is this like a good gateway maybe to people who only watch like more straightforward what's the word like real movie like real life kind of movies (laughs) (laughs) Um, would this be a good entry point then because it's such a soft a soft landing for surrealism into surrealism yeah i mean i think it could i think the only our brains are so rotted by the sauce that like (laughs) we want more and more and more but if you're a person who watches normal movies all the time i feel like the main complaints would be 
it's slow, nothing happens. But I mean, that's any art house film, right? Yeah, so you have to already be a little bit rotted by watching too much art house yeah. to uh, to even go into this at all. <laughs> right. And then there's that one inch hurdle of the subtitles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that depends on who you're, I guess, recommending it to. Because I feel like if it's we're going becoming on more... Tears. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's becoming more uh, accepted to and, and more, I guess, normal to mm-hmm. watch movies with subtitles, especially foreign language films. So... Because I think they're just becoming more accessible, but yeah, that might be true. But if we're going on tiers of like, um, what level of rotted is your brain by cinema? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I think subtitles are like one of the the first like baby steps into like knowing anything about film, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a baby step right at the beginning. Yeah, if you can't do that, you're not going to get far. Yeah, probably a couple jumps down. We're getting into more of like. You have to be chill with the with vibing out for two hours and just kind of looking at pretty shit that's kind of bleak. And then mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a couple more steps down, we're getting to half lamb, half baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's not an introductory. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I don't but know. But what's your score? What's what's your uh, okay? Your, my your score. I think I'm going three and a half. Okay. Because I do agree. It was like pretty simple. When you really think about it, because I did, I enjoyed watching it. I mm-hmm. liked watching it the whole way. I was, yeah, I was into it. I was vibing. But yeah, when you break it down, you're right. Like there is no, there's no character to any of the characters besides the one guy who we know used to be in a band 20 years ago. Like <laughs> besides that, we really don't know anything about any of them. Yeah. Ever. Even at the end, we still don't know anything besides they maybe had a baby before. Right. And I feel like I'm I'm thinking about that time travel thing that I was kind of ragging on earlier, but mm-hmm. I guess that's really the only characterization we get is that the husband is looking towards the future and the wife still lives in the past. I guess that's mm-hmm. what that conversation was about. Yeah. But that's really all we get as far as characterization goes. So yeah. that's a little light in my book uh, for, yeah. <laughs> for what I, if I'm going to spend all this time with these characters, which like we both agreed though, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't too terrible, bad. and it wasn't boring. Right, and yeah. and the cinematography is just all beautiful throughout. Yeah. So it's um, gorgeous. What it lacked for in characterization, I guess it made up for in pretty images. <laughs> yeah, and I do really like. I have a soft spot for films that have what seem to be silly premises that do what they do. Like I said, really earnestly and sincerely, instead mm-hmm. of being silly. I talked about this a little bit in our Margaret episode Mm. that we did recently, but I've seen some other movies along those lines. Have you watched his movie La Moustache? Uh, No, I have not. It's about a guy who shaves his mustache and then he's like historically had a mustache and he shaves it off and nobody notices and he kind of loses his mind (laughs) um, because nobody notices he shaved his mustache. Uh Which, like, sounds silly as fuck, right? It's stupid. And I thought I was sitting down for, like, a stupid, silly, like, movie like that. But it's so, like, Alfred Hitchcock. Like, it gets really insane, like, losing all sense of reality. Um, And it's done so earnestly. I think it's my fave. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It, like, fucking rocks. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, I've seen other films like that. That's just one that's coming to mind because I just talked about it, but... I think I have a soft spot for that kind of shit because it's such a line to toe that I think 
could so easily become shticky or silly or yeah. whatever to make it then be so serious yeah, and for sure. heartwarming even. I think that's a skill. Yeah, absolutely. That I respect. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a soft spot for that shit, so I give this a three and a half. Awesome. No, Long story have, short. <laughs> no, it would have made it three and a half for me. What? Ma, ma. Weenie? No. <laughs> Just say weenie. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't pick it up to a four. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but no, what you said is also, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> All right, so that closes out the movie, right? You don't have any other thoughts? No, yeah? I, th- I think that's uh, that's that's it. Okay, hell yeah. Now it's time for screen vomit. All right, so in this part of the pod, we just go off about whatever else we've been watching, movies, shows, etc. So what you've been watching? Let's see, TV-wise, finished two Netflix originals, uh, one Midnight Mass. Ooh, I've been wanting to see that. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it going in, similar to Lamb, and mm-hmm. was pleasantly surprised. It's fun. There's a guy it's on got... that show that I like. I can't remember his name. Who's the guy? Amish Linklater. Do you know? Oh, him? The, oh the, 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 the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't, I don't know if I recognized him specifically from anything else. He was uh, in that show Legion. Did you ever watch that? I never watched it. Not a lot Legion, of people have. No. I love Legion, one of my top fave shows. Nice. But he's I mean, really good in that. I've seen some short season, too. He's nice. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Uh, Sorry direct- for interrupting. No, all good. Uh, <laughs> directed by Mike Flanagan, who did the mm-hmm. uh, Hill House uh, series and right, some Stephen yeah. King adaptations that were all really solid. So that was good. And then uh, Squid Game. Definitely had to get on the mm-hmm. Squid Game train. I haven't um, watched it yet. But oh, I want to. It's good. I know. That's what I'm hearing. I, I think I, I have to wait till the hype dies down before yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. It's right in the middle of uh, Squid Game Fever right now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> TV, I think that's pretty much it. Like movie wise, you know, it's October. So. You doing scary shit? Doing some scary shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing some uh, genre fests online. Hell yeah. So I saw this great film called uh we're all going to the world's fair through nightstream i feel like i've heard of that um i think you'd really like it it's uh yeah, yeah it's like this psychological oh, wait, horror. You, you told me about this yeah, yeah. that's why i've heard of it <laughs> from me <laughs> yeah and now from everyone you. else yeah <laughs> okay i In should ni- watch this yes you mm-hmm. should check it out during nightstream i also caught cosmic dawn which was uh, or is josh burge's new film yes yeah which he did great in he did. I was so happy to see him have just like a main role because I didn't know. Yeah. What, I didn't watch any trailer or like really know anything about it except that he was in it, right? Yeah. I just saw a photo uh, still from it. The pic. I was like, oh, yeah. there's Josh. And I got yeah. to see this. And it's good. And like, yeah, yeah, he's like one of the main guys yeah. in Cosmic Dawn. And that was so exciting to see. And he was so good, yeah. even buddy bias aside. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, yeah. just so happy for him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was great. It chapter one and two. I had to revisit one before uh, Gene and I watched two. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I liked the first one better. That is chapter one first. So yeah. I mean, it was it was still good because uh, I read. That Have you book seen the original? Original? Yeah, and I'm not the biggest fan of that. I think mm. I saw. I haven't it seen it when I was like just too old to be 
scared, mm, scared by of it. Clowns. It was starting to age like <laughs> that point. But the book is great. I read the book when I was in high school, I think, and then saw the sh- mm-hmm. show after that. But And then I saw a couple films at the Mammoth Lakes Film Festival where License and Registration, the feature, was uh, a finalist. Mm-hmm. Brag. Just a little humble <laughs> brag there. Um, and uh, one of them was called What Josiah Saw, which is a solid uh, Southern Gothic horror movie. That one was really solid. And then this crazy documentary fiction hybrid called I'm an Electric Lampshade which is about a 60-year-old corporate accountant who decides to retire and pursue his dream of becoming a pop star. Hell yeah. And it's this hilarious, touching, surreal, psychedelic journey of this 60-year-old retired accountant trying to become the next Michael Jackson as he goes around the world, practices, writes songs, shoots music videos. It's hilarious and kind of inspiring. Yeah. That was one of my favorite movies I saw there. Fantastic. I really have a... Another soft spot for um, documentary and our fictionalized documentaries. Is that what you would call them? Where it mixes kind of, like yeah. narrative and documentary. Yeah. I think those are always really fun too. Docudrama kind a, of. Yeah. yeah, something. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I think those are cool too. I don't, and it's hard to get me to sit down and watch a straight up documentary. Yeah. It just, it doesn't grab me. I don't know. <laughs> There's no creativity to me in a documentary Generally speaking. Oh, I got speaking. a list for you. Generally speaking. <laughs> there are exceptions, obviously, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, it I know, just I know what doesn't you're saying. grab me. I know where you're you coming know? from. Yeah, for sure. So I like when they're a little blended like that. I think that's fun. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's awesome. I haven't seen that movie, but. it's. I don't think it's out. <laughs> I don't think it has distribution yet, but keep an eye mm-hmm. out for it. It's, um, okay. it's awesome. Hell yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of been it. It might have been a few other horror movies. Oh, I watched this, rewatched The Strangers because Gene hadn't seen that. I, first I haven't saw seen that, that since theaters. it was in theaters. Yeah, I think. me too. Yeah. So that's why I was like, yeah, we'll rewatch this. Oh, To Die For, uh, Gus Van Sant's uh, To Die For. Oh, it's yeah. It's not really a horror movie, but it was great. I really loved it. I rewatched that kind of recently too, like a month ago or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good, fun. Good film. And that's all I got. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, I have a bunch because I haven't kind of recorded in a minute, I guess. So usually I kind of try and stick to five things, but I think I have a lot Ten to talk about. things today. <laughs> uh, what, what is there? Well, I went seven, but three okay. of them are shorts. So Nice. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll start with the shorts. I watched a short called White and Lazy by this guy, James Rundy. He's just like an indie filmmaker in Wisconsin who's super into like the uh, Midwest punk vibe uh, which I think we can all agree (laughs) rocks and it's hard to come by so that short is about just like a guy trying to get rent from everybody in a punk house nice and it's just it's really fun (laughs) I just really dug the vibe and pretty cool nice I watch a short called Victor on the Moon it's by this guy Christian Arhoff and it's like black and white love story but like with a twist (laughs) and i don't typically go for like a love story so you know it's got to be special (laughs) so victor on the moon was that one i saw a short called brian and charles uh by jim archer which was really good um i think it's like scottish or something it's sort of shot in like a documentary type style but it's uh scripted sure and um it's uh, like this guy who invents a robot to like be his friend on the farm, but the robot is annoying. <laughs> um, nice. And it's just so cute and funny. I really like that one, Brian and Charles. It was really cool. So that's the shorts that I'm going to mention for now. 
Then I got a couple features. I also Ooh. watched a Gus Van Sant movie, Last Days. Oh, I Have you seen, seen that, that movie? Yet. No, not yet. So I put it up. off for a long time because um, I thought that it was a Kurt Cobain like biopic kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, I've heard the story of Kurt Cobain, right? Like I know the story. Um, and second of all, like you have to be in like a place to <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, to go through that, you a know? Mood, yeah. Um, yeah. What it turns out that it was, it's just like loosely inspired by Kurt Cobain's story. <laughs> it's like not Kurt Cobain at all. It's just Michael Pitt, who's like a musician who's depressed. And it is such fully depression vibes mm-hmm. um, in such a real way. I think you probably do have to be in a spot still to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was just gorgeous. Going from, I so I've been at a film fest for the last week and kind of watching a lot of let's say DIY movies Um, sure and uh you know those have their merits but going from watching like a whole bunch of that stuff like very low budget no budget DIY stuff to watching just like the most gorgeous like (laughs) film you've ever seen that's just like so beautifully written and shot and everything man what a culture shock (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a top fave film it was so great I really loved that. Highly recommend Last Days. Yeah, I'll need to check that out. I've also been working through Gus Van Sant. Um, okay, anyway, moving on. I've gone to thinking too much about Gus Van Sant. Okay, I watched Anne at 13,000 Feet, the Kazakh Radwanski film. You know of Kazakh Radwanski, true or false? Yes. He did Tower. Yes, yes. And you know Tower. Tower. I know Tower. We did an episode on Tower famously, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, with Mike Saunders. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, and I watched that movie so I could listen to that episode. No, yeah. 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 Yeah, so Tower's great. Um, and a 13,000 feet, really good. And I was so happy to see it. It's been doing festivals forever, so I hadn't had a chance to see it, but it's been on my radar. And they did, like, an extremely minimal release theatrically, so it's played in like one theater in three different cities in america and that's like it Um, but one of those cities was chicago in a single screen theater that i had never heard of and so i drove to chicago to see the trek oh yeah (laughs) i really wanted to see the movie yeah but it was really good and it's just such a great um evolution of his filmmaking and i was really excited to watch it and i made somebody go with me who hasn't seen any of his films and i told her going in i was like it's gonna be kind of weird he has a particular style and she was like okay i don't know but she loved it so i don't know if that says anything (laughs) i think it does it could (laughs) have you only seen tower did you see i've only seen tower yeah okay um, yeah, he has another movie called How Heavy This Hammer that's really good. And um, he's got some shorts that are cool. Um, and then I, I watched Titan. Did you watch it yet? Not yet. Um, I was hoping to catch it this week, and I might have missed it. I'm going to have to check my local. But um, I feel like it's got to still be around. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. Titan, I didn't know anything about going in. I had seen the poster, and that was it. I didn't know nothing about the plot, anything like that. Do you know? I don't want to spoil anything I don't know for anything you. about it either. That's I wanted to go okay. in that way. So what I will say is I was very surprised. How do I say it without spoiling anything? It was very, <laughs> very well done. I don't think I could watch it again. <laughs> okay. That might be all I need to hear. I think that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worth watching. Yes. Is very well done. All right, cool. For what it is. Yeah. Okay. So no spoilers there on yes. that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lastly, this is the last thing. 
Pal of the Pod, Andre Hyland has a new show, Guilty Party. Yes. And that's right. uh, as of recording, only two episodes are out, but I freaking watched those two episodes. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. It's Paramount <laughs> Plus, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to get Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know somebody with a password. Turns out a lot of people have Paramount Plus. Hmm, I'm going to have to hunt someone down. <laughs> it's only five bucks a month, so it's like a cheaper streaming oh, service if you need it. But I think there's also a free trial. Anyway, yeah, so I watched the first two eps of Guilty Party. Andre Highland, of course, killing it. Absolute king in anything he's ever done. So awesome. I'm just really stoked. Okay, so that's all, that's all my After Darks. That's all I got to... Given yeah, that was a lot. So thanks for sitting through that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> what kind of plugs you got? Where can people find you, etc.? Oh, yeah. So I got some new plugs this time from uh, Whoa. the last one. So uh, you were, we were talking about acting earlier. Pre-pandemic, I acted in a horror movie here in Michigan called The Spore. And it just had its world premiere in Manchester, UK, early this October. And Lionsgate picked it up for distribution, and it will be available uh, November 9th in the United States. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that was a fun project to do. Um, And I'm happy to see that it's going to get a little distribution. Lionsgate boy. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's sick. We mentioned license and registration, my short film. uh, That's available Mm -hmm. online, feature coming soon. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. my production company Ezo Productions. Uh, you can follow that on the socials. Uh, the website is ezoproductions.com. Um, also, have a new newish music video that uh, my partner Gene and I did um, for Patty Prashela and the Mayhaps called Slow Mo. That's available on YouTube and Vimeo. And then got to give a shout out to Sob Noise, uh, Watch Our oh, Movies, yeah. Ape, Buzzard, Alchemist Cookbook, Relaxer. Uh, check them out. Y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's end of episode. End of ep. In which case... Thanks, Jackson, for freaking coming on again, of course. Of course, Kayla. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Always a pleasure. And um, we'll see everybody else next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. What's happening? I thought I heard something outside of my headphones, but I did not. <laughs> a <all>. ghost? <laughs> no, some, it just sounds like power tools or a siren or something but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i can have a noise one or the other yeah one of those (laughs) because they sound exactly the same you know so i can't tell (laughs) or someone who has recently died the cops are on their way but their ghost is using a power tool (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's october anything can happen right (laughs) (laughs) anything spooky can happen excuse me yeah